0: I'm right, Anderson. Is it possible that Christians are weakening confidence in the Bible more so than atheists, more so than secularism or <coughs> materialism? Excuse me. Again, is the Bible's status within society diminishing because of the very ones charged with its presentation? During World War II, no one among the Allies was surprised to hear anti American or British propaganda from the Nazis. Nobody is surprised when they hear the Arabs railing against Israel. Nobody is surprised when they hear fundamentalist Muslims launch verbal tirades against the West. Would anyone think it's strange to hear Christians attacking the Bible? Of course you would, opening it up for ridicule and derision, making Christianity a mockery and faith in Jesus Christ to be seen as an impetuous fantasy. But this is happening today in the Christian world, in theological seminaries, in many local churches. We should remember that the enemies of God and Christianity have always known that if they destroy the truthfulness of the Bible, they destroy the historicity of the sacrificial death and resurrection of Jesus Christ and the church will fall. Whenever Christians substitute the authority of the Bible for the opinions of men and women, they undermine the very ground upon which our authority rests. When Christians seek to gain the approvals or the approval of humanists, evolutionists, atheists, philosophers at the expense of biblical doctrine, they yield their authority to worldlings, materialists and libertines. This state of affairs, this indifference to biblical authority we witness in the world today or in the Christian world today has not always been the case in the first century, driven by Christ's command in Matthew twenty-eight verses 19, 20 to take the gospel to the world, baptizing and teaching in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, caused the early church to face brutal persecution from the pagan Roman Empire. Further to that was the tirade of anti-Jewish sentiment, which classed Christ's followers as an apostate movement made up of wild heretics and zealots who had embraced a false Messiah, making it. An an anathema in the minds of many Jews, Christians were cast out of their synagogues. Families would disown them, and their normal opportunities and trades were denied from within the Jewish society throughout. The Roman world, congruent to the bold and principled stand the Christian Church made in the first century, was a predicted violent opposition that it faced from Christian uh, from pagan worshippers, because the followers of Christ refused to bow down to the images of Zeus, the images of Mars and Diana, etc. They refused to eat certain foods because they had been dedicated to the pagan gods, and the result, from city to city, was violent. Persecution. This is but a scant overview of Christianity in the first century, but the point I want to make clear in your minds is that while the gospel spread throughout the world, it came at great cost with the loss of home and possessions, the loss of reputation and employment, and in the case of Jewish converts to Christendom, they lost their national status, they became vagabonds and a people without a country. But, what knitted them together, making the Christian movement an irresistible force? It was their irreshakable or their unshakable belief in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that Jesus was the Messiah, that he fulfilled all the Old Testament prophecies, his life attested to his divine origin, and the twin capstones which sealed their belief was his death, and the eyewitness' accounts to his resurrection. These same beliefs drove the church to forward for the next 200 years with persecution against Christians spe- peaking under the cruel reign of Emperor Diocletian who ruled from 284 to 304 AD. It was not until Emperor Constantine became uh, Christian that persecution stopped. And in 313 AD, the Addict of Milan was signed which con- by Constantine which granted religious toleration for Christians throughout the Roman Empire. Again, it was the Christians' faith in the Bible, both Old and New Testaments, that kept the movement alive and thriving despite the most brutal opposition. But that was then. Sadly today, we don't see that love and vigour for God's word bursting forth from the churches. It seems to me, and I'm happy to be proved wrong, but the churches have an appetite to operate on the lowest common doctrinal denominator and willingly surrender their biblical beliefs to conform with society. To make it even worse, over the last 150 to 200 years, perhaps even more, there has been a spirit within Christendom to set aside the Bible with the intentional strategy of making Christianity more appealing to the secular and more palatable palatable to the secular unbelieving world and to be viewed as progressive in the eyes of the evolutionary community. Unbeknownst to Christians, sitting in their pews from week to week, Christianity is allowing itself to be stripped of its doctrinal power and as such has lost the ability to make an impact on our culture. In days gone by, the church would challenge society to higher ideals and confront inequalities and social injustice, referring to the Bible as its authority, using the Bible as society's moral compass, but not today. Instead, Christianity has become a powerless tenant, a serf, a slave to culture, and in effect has embraced it. One should never forget the Christianity, and I'm referring to biblical Christianity now. It has always challenged the culture of the day, not acquiesced to lobby groups, libertines, or materialists, and other vocal enemies who hate the God of creation who inspired the Bible and its writings. The Bible has always kept the moral compass of society pointing in the correct direction. It took little children from the mines, factories, and workhouses, demanding them the right to an education. The Bible elevated and elevates the role of women. Wherever the gospel has been established, the Bible improves the general spiritual, physical, and emotional health of society. And to say otherwise is to ridicule history and rewrite it altogether. Wherever the Bible has been elevated, wherever the gospel has won the hearts of Men and women, society has advanced. Scientific advancement has been one of its roots, as has education, philosophy culture, the arts, architecture and engineering. Instead of surrendering the Bible to the secular world instead of capitulating to the radical evolutionists, humanists and libertines who parade our streets, who fill our newspapers and magazines and are exalted in the electronic media each one of us who values what Jesus Christ has done for us or has achieved for us should renew our zeal to be faithful to God and truly value the Bible as God's inspired word Studying it more closely and asking ourselves, what was it that the disciples taught? What were their doctrines? We should be critical in our exegesis of Scripture. Dig deep. Don't take what your pastor, minister, reverend, priest, or professor says to be truth. Study it out for yourselves because you are the one who must stand before God at the time of the judgment and give an account of your lives. So, therefore, don't be surface readers. To build up your biblical knowledge bank, I want you to go to YouTube, type in my name and the title Armageddon and the Gathering of the Kings. It will help you in your understanding of end time events. Furthermore, What I'd like to do is for you to improve your understanding of the Scripture and learn more about what the Bible says. And to that end, I want you to have a wonderful series of Bible reading and study guides called The Orchard Faith of Jesus Studies. These 25 guides will see your understanding of biblical doctrines and facts rise in a very short time. And all that you have to do to receive them is send me an email with your name, postal address, and phone number 2, info at theorchardmelbourne.org.au, that is info at theorchardmelbourne.org.au, or go to our website, theorchardmelbourne.org.au, and go to the tab mark, contact us, follow the prompts, including the name of the the study guides you're requesting, and they are the Faith of Jesus Reading Guides, and uh, you will have them in absolutely no time at all. Well, I look forward to being with you next time. Remember this, the truth has nothing to fear from investigation. I'm Rod Anderson. Goodbye for now. You have been listening to Unchained. We look forward to your company here next time on 3ABN Australia Radio as we continue this series with Pastor Rod Anderson. Coming up next, Camille Aragonis with Ancient Words.